kitchen is always open. I'll have what she's having. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, I owe an apology to Belinda, my partner. Oh, what Straight for this up. time? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm here to say it. I'm here for the world to know I am wrong. I made a mistake. Wow. Okay? That's big. Because all weekend she was talking about how hot it was <laughs> in Sydney. And I just went away for the night, right? And she's here really? going, you, you don't understand. I went up to, uh, I went up north, north, north. Anyways, that I was one look. Seems I've, deliberately secretive. Okay, you know what? I was in Byron. All right. <laughs> oh, there it I is. I didn't want to be part of the there problem. There it is. No. I didn't want everyone to know no. that I'm part of the problem. Yet another superstar flooding, <laughs> flooding to Byron. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure you'd get you'd get the same doorless treatment as potentially a couple well, of the people rolling around fair, them parts. To be fair, I actually went to Ballina. Okay. So, <laughs> so what a superstar is to Byron, mm. I am to Ballina. <laughs> and so when I when I come back, oh my, I go, oh my god. You know what? You were, you were right. You it's hot. And she's like, yes, I was. Of course, I'm right. I was, I was telling you all weekend, and you just kept saying, oh, I'm sure it's not that hot. I'm sure it's not that hot. He's get off. Nah, it is actually that hot. And it's windy. My shirt almost blew off me as I was walking up the steps. I'm not ju- like, I wasn't touching it. The wind literally almost blew off my shirt from my body. Well, the wind needs to keep its hands to itself, all right, because in, that, in any sort of industry, particularly the film industry, you could uh, get in a little bit of trouble for that. Speaking of which, we're going to be talking to someone who was in a film called Sweet F.A. alongside Matt O'Kine, um, and who, according to our reviews last week, their character would absolutely get roasted in 2020. And so... Um, look, I'm not going to lie. This actor specifically, personally, messaged me on Facebook many times over the years saying... We need this movie to disappear. <laughs> so we uh, we won't tell you who it is, okay? But okay. This this person deserves their privacy, but we will be chatting to the man that went by Tangles at one point <laughs> in his career. That's it. It's going. I'll tell you, it was pretty hot in Melbourne with a bit of Zumba yesterday. We'd like to give a top of the show shout out to Michelle and Zara from the Shameless Podcast for uh, jumping up and uh, taking their medicine. You lose a bet to Matt and Alex. You uh, do have to front up. And they did very, very well dancing to a little bit of Shake It Off by uh, Taylor Swift uh, over the weekend. The footage of which is, um, I mean, it's going to go down in eternity as some of the best choreography the world's ever seen. So make sure you check it out at A.E. Dyson. we got some Clickfish coming up too. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's get stuck in. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. And yes, it is the last day of spring going into summer. Um, a COVID normal Suffer, hopefully, for us. Whoa. Although Adelaide's still trying to tidy up the last couple of cases. There are a couple of spots they want you to um, isolate, get tested if you have been. But hopefully, if we tidy all that up, Matt O'Kine, it'll be pretty good here in Australia. Not so good around the rest of the world, if you've seen the numbers in various countries. Um, Britain going from its lockdown to a tiered system, uh, which did bring many tears of all sorts to the people of London and the wider wider community. And America's, I don't know what's happening. They're just like, well, it's vaccine or bust for us, baby. We are going down with this ship. It is pretty harrowing. If it wasn't so serious, it would be somewhat comical, Matt O'Kine. We are very lucky where we are to be able to be looking ahead at a, at a, a summer of sport even, you know, lots of uh, the cricket, 
launching across the weekend. A couple of one days being played against India. Uh, there's some women's cricket happening. It's exciting times. That's it. Uh, whereas in America, uh, they're facing some interesting ones, including the Denver Broncos, who are, are going to be playing this weekend, potentially without any quarterbacks. Now, if you've watched American football, even if you've watched any American movie, you'd know the quarterback, the most important player on the team. He's the, he's the, he's the all, you know, the, the superstar, the, the clean-cut Sharp jawed dude in every movie who takes home the prom queen. Exactly. So I don't know who's going to be taking care. The close contact of prom queens. The cheerleaders are going to have to self isolate. Every every quarterback, in my opinion, looks like Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> That's it. Starting quarterback <laughs> for the Denver Broncos, Drew Locke, and backups Brett Ripian and Blake Bortles have been ruled out for Week Twelve, being deemed high risk close contacts of fellow quarterback Jeff Driscoll. So that's four quarterbacks who are now not going to be playing, and they're going to be uh, trying to go with some of the other players who, you know, sometimes would play those positions in high school and that sort of thing, and now going to have to be starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos, which is, uh, I mean, they're persisting, Matt, which is good, but i got to tell you, I have you ever got a, a tap on the shoulder to, um, to fill in for something you're totally unqualified to do? The bit, well, I mean, the host the Triple J breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was, that. Uh, that, I mean, I, I was not prepared for that. I certainly hadn't done any radio before, so yeah. that was an interesting uh, decision. No, I remember, I mean, a few years ago, there was a guy called Mickey Edwards who sort of drew a lot of fans. He was kind of a fringe player in the New South Wales comps when he ended up uh, becoming a substitute fielder on the fifth day of the uh, Australia versus Pakistan test. Oh. Right? Yeah, so uh, he got the big call. But it, it, happened another, it, it happened another time as well where a player who was like a grade cricketer, there were so many injuries on the field, they got the call-up from the crowd to come and be on the on the team. I can't remember his name, though. I watched a video uh, from the ice hockey in America sometimes, and if two, if your goalkeeper and your backup goalkeeper get injured, there's a, th- there's a person who just gets free tickets to the game to come and sit and watch if they're in the event of two goalkeepers going down, they go up and play. And occasionally it happens. It is quite incredible footage because the crowd goes nuts if they do something What, it's good. just a punter? Well, yeah, there's just someone, they've played minor leagues. I think they work <laughs> at the arena or like there's, it's amazing these like high school teachers are suddenly playing for the, the bigger NHL. But um, the big one that comes to mind for me, Matt O'Kine, when you when you just get the tap on the shoulder, it's like we're desperate. We'll take any old rubbish if it, we if we could just fill the spot. Let me take your mind back, Matthew, to Splendor in the Grass 2016. <laughs> when on the Sunday morning news came through that All Day was unable to perform and the mix-up stage was down and act. And then Matt O'Kine says to our Triple J producer... Oi, no, we should play. <laughs> Boilermakers <laughs> featuring DJ Snorlax up oh, the mix-up tent at Splendor in the Grass. And she's like, oh, we could try it. We go and ask someone. They go, hmm, hmm, <laughs> leave it with me. We're having the emergency meeting now. <laughs> Do you know what? In hindsight, I truly can't believe how desperate they were. <laughs> they must have been absolutely on their knees, just mm. praying to God for something to come through. And then <laughs> God rolls them a 
turd covered in glitter. <laughs> Oi, like, oh, take uh, it. And I tell you what, you, you knew it wasn't going too good. Was when when I'm like, we're trying to play the song, it's not working. I'm like, Matt, this song isn't working. You're like, what is this? You press, I take take the DJ decks out of reverse and put them in forward. I'm like, oh, okay, now now we should be right. <laughs> And there's a what? crowd of like a thousand people in front of us. You're trying to play the songs backwards. <laughs> oh my Very lord! Very proud moment. But it does show what happens when desperation kicks in. So if you've had a moment where you or someone you know's been given the tap on the shoulder, they said, "Oi, we need a fill in here." <laughs> What's the most unqualified fill in? We'd love to know. Please get in touch with us, Matt dot and dot Alex. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Now, Matt, last week on the show, we did uh, have a little movie review segment that yeah, was usually, initiated by yourself, your good self. Usually, you know, uh, audio producer Chris Marsh, uh, he's given us, you know, the, the movie chats. He's a big movie fan. Um, but we thought we'd delve into the crate, pull out a, an old VHS that has very rarely seen the light of day, mainly because it was the very first movie I was ever in back in 2006. It was made by a group of guys outside of Brisbane, in a town called Bow Desert. It was called Sweet FA. It never got released. And we're starting to learn more and more about exactly why that never happened. Yeah, uh, Matt couldn't bring himself to watch Sweet FA again, so he put it over to you to look at the film and uh, tell us what you thought. we got three listeners who gave their reviews. And uh, if you missed last week, this is what it sounded like. What do we think of Sweet FA? Yeah, it's, it's a movie. Very loose script. <laughs> yeah, it was a long hour and a half. <laughs> All right, okay, so yeah. what would you give it out of out of five? Oh, no, I don't think I'll give it a star review, you know. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> don't ever release this film to anyone. Um, hashtag me too. Hashtag homophobia. Um, Are you serious? <laughs> particularly the actor that plays Tangles does not come off very well. So mm. There's a lot in there... Um, that you probably wouldn't put in these days. <laughs> For the most part, you weren't too bad in there mm. in terms of what you were saying. Tangles is in a bit of trouble if that gets out. <laughs> um. <laughs> so it wasn't looking too good, but in particular for the, the, the character... Tangles, well, Matt, who it. seems a, to be it's the... It's a character. What yeah. people, it's, a, it's a character. No one's sitting there going, oh, buddy, oh, you know, John Jarrett doesn't come across too well in Wolf Creek. Yeah, of course <laughs> he doesn't because he's a bloody killer in the movie. We had a... You know, we've got... We got we, all of us, all the actors in that, we had a script. We yeah. were reading off the lines that were given to us, you know, and that's what we get taught at drama school. Exactly. Read the script. What does it feel like to have that on your resume and, be, and have that fear that you had, Matt O'Kine? Um, and we thought to get an even deeper look into that, that we would actually talk to the actor who did play Tangles in this film, Sweet Afe, who, who our listeners said was probably would come off the worst as a result. Um, they're joining us on the line now. We have masked their voice in order to respect their anonymity. <laughs> And uh, we'll join us now. Hello, actor who played Tangles. Hey, guys, how you doing? <laughs> now, now, Tangles, I mean, is this a bit of a stitch-up or do you largely agree with what some of the feedback has been so far? Because I still haven't seen the film since 2006. What kind of rating are we going here for, guys? What kind of language can I use? <laughs> <laughs> Go hard. We. I'll put my finger over the bleep button. 
I want that thing buried. <laughs> All right, we we can't let what? it get out. We need to destroy the VHS tape. What do you, what is your memory of the film? Because it has been a while. When you, when have you last watched it, and what do you remember of the actual filming tangles? Oh mate, I haven't I haven't watched it in quite a long time for a very good reason. My one memory was literally having a mohawk for eighteen months. <laughs> But we had to keep cutting with a piece of masking tape over the center of my head and some clippies. So that was our makeup department. <laughs> masking tape on the head. To I mean, cut look, a mohawk. it was it was very much done on. And when I say shoestring, I mean thongs. We were not. We we were we were lucky to have anything tying up these tissue boxes that we were wrapped had wrapped around our feet. You guys were all in university at the time trying to make your first film and, and everything. Did you learn anything from the process? What, what was good about it? Um, we, we learned what, what not to do. Um, <laughs> that was always the first, the first thing we learned. Um, the funny thing was it actually got quite a, when we had our little um, closed-in premiere, like it, it actually got, you know, people were laughing and all that kind of stuff, but 15 years have gone by and uh, it's it's not that uh, socially appropriate anymore. I actually remember I actually remember one of our sponsors, um, a guy called Steve, who sponsored us with a bunch of cameras and stuff. He brought his wife along to the premiere. He left after the first 10 minutes. Oh, no. So... <laughs> So we knew we were in trouble 15 years ago, let alone, <laughs> let alone now. We already had sponsors okay, bailing out Okay, I mean, what, everyone's, been giving, everyone's been giving Tangles, the character, a little bit of a hard time, okay? Because mm. he's obviously, I mean, in comedies, this is just typical. You have your asshole character that mm. does things and says things that nobody likes, but that kind of what adds to the comedy. Can you think of any scenes or moments in the show that stand out to you that even... You know, maybe even at the time you're like, whoa, this is pretty harsh. Oh, um, all of it. Um, the one scene that will always stand out to me is the little angry, misogynistic tirade I go on in the bar room um, to these two women. Um, I, I, I kind of don't want to go into detail, but I kind of actually do remember the lines Oh. In a very loose way. Well, you would have had to wrote, learn them and, and commit them to memory. That's part of acting. Yeah, yeah about 35 seconds before we said action, yeah. <laughs> this was not one of those things where we had table reads. This was, oh, turn up on the day. What are we doing today? Oh, no, we can get a convenience store. Shit in there. All right, cool. <laughs> and you had, we had people's little brothers holding the microphones. And, oh. <laughs> Mate, we had... Um, we had Carl's brother doing it. He was only about 13. Um, and we were saying some outlandish shit. But well, the, the crazy thing is, Tangles, is we've got to a point where you are quite, you know, quite a well-respected and success, successful actor in Australia. Yeah, you're a professional now. You're doing some some great work. Which, and, which uh, I'm appreciative of, you know, the... The voice disguise, thank you. Um, <laughs> well, I just don't know how everyone's going to go with my number plate on my car that says Tangles. What, still? Mate, this is a brand new one. I've had that nickname since I was 13, dude. Like, <laughs> no. Wait, wait. So Tangles is actually your nickname that you put into the script? 
I didn't put it in. I didn't write it. God, God don't put that on me, man. Does anyone get that script and read that and go, shit, did he write that misogynistic French tirade and left? Okay. All right. I think okay. this, this conversation is starting to get quite dangerous for a career. Okay. So we're going to let you go, Tangles. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, you know what? You don't want me to watch it? No. Oh, well, oh, man. No, you've seen it. When was the last time you watched it? About the same time you did. But we could give a really good director's commentary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, well. It probably look, needs it. Yeah. We're thinking of directors cutting only the appropriate bits, which should leave us about 13 seconds of footage. So We're not even going to have a travel <laughs> <laughs> We'd be able to release it on TikTok with all the appropriate stuff. That's the only platform oh, it'll fit on. But Tangles, honestly, you have got some incredible like credits, some great credits. We're talking Harrow, Reef Break, Sea Patrol. Um, you've, you're in. I mean, I don't want to say too much to give you the name away. You're in a, uh, like a. You got cast in a pretty big one recently, right? Yeah, yeah unfortunately, I can't say much about that because I'm on a non-disclosure no. agreement. That's okay. And that's one thing that I will push to you guys for that screening. Well, that's that's our return True. promise. When that happens, when that one comes out, <laughs> you'll be back on this show. We won't have the voice uh, filter, yep. and uh, hopefully, we will get a few more than zero star reviews on that one. I'm sure we will. We didn't even get a star review, dude. They weren't even going to give us a star. <laughs> a black hole review. Uh, there we go. It has exploded. Tangles, yeah, you're an absolute legend. We all we all know what it's like doing stuff green at the beginning and it doesn't go the way you think it will. But the fact that you've used the experience and then actually gone on to get some serious credits under your belt, working into, you know, big blockbusters, it's a testament to you. Congratulations. And we'll be talking to you very, very shortly when uh, when the new big one comes out. Oh, man, thank, thank you very much. much. Congratulations, Congratulations to you on all your success and your kid music and all that kind of stuff, man. It's awesome to watch. Oh, thanks, mate. Talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Clickfish. Clickfish. With producer Bron. Yes, it is that time where we get trapped in the web of, uh, well, the web. Um, and <laughs> producer Bron uh, tells us what's been happening in those articles that have been tempting us, but we've been too cool to click on. G'day, Bron. Hello. Um, first I'm and bit... foremost, Bron, yeah. um, we're talking about the Denver Broncos needing a fill-in. You, you copped a fill-in over Christmas at one point. Well, having Christmas at our house one time when I was about 17 and my mum had to go to hospital, like she, she was fine, but we're having about 30 people over for dinner and there was no one there to cook. My dad went with her, obviously. Anyway, my brother wasn't there. He's a bit older than me. Anyway, so I had to cook a roast <laughs> dinner for Christmas. Oh, 30? Wow. <laughs> for a big... Well, they brought... Luckily, people did bring some food okay. as well. Yeah. But oh, I was going to say, I, I mean, if I pork. had to cook... If I had to cook a Christmas dinner when I was 17 years old for 30 people, I'd need 30 packets of noodles. <laughs> right? That's that. I absolutely did not... Not, know how to cook really until I left home. That's v- very well done. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, you're all grown up now. You're amazing on the grill, and uh, you've also been um, frying up a little bit of barra for us when it comes to uh, hooking a few big ones. <laughs> yep. So first one's from pedestrian. 
I was wondering where you were going with that. I was like, Barra? What's she cooking Barra for? Well, fish. But the fish. Yeah, fish. Yeah, the fish. Yeah, fish. <laughs> well, this first headline is Barack Obama has given Drake his stamp of approval to play him in a movie one day. Whoa! <laughs> oh man, that's annoying. I always thought that I could maybe do Obama. You could go, go, go. I always thought that I might get a chance. Go on. Oh, you want me to do you? Yeah, give us Barack. Alex, Ron, the Australian people. I think Matt O'Kine should play me in a movie. <laughs> Not bad, not bad. Seems like you should, you should play like the SNL version of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a parody. I'm a ver- I'm a copy of a parody of Barack well, Obama. Remember, Fair remember when we got out of the Arias that time, where we we sort of thought about dressing up as Obama and Trump because he was about to run for the election <laughs> that time. We were going to do. I was going to put on the Trump wig. <laughs> that would have been. I mean, it would have been good, but it, yeah, it was just a bit dodgy in the end. Because yeah, that's a bit bit much. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry, a bit of Matt Alex behind the scenes there, Bron. Uh, go right ahead. So, in a recent interview with Complex, um, the former US president gave his approval for Drake, and he said this: "Would you give the thumbs up and the okay for Drake to play you?" In I, I will say this: uh, Drake seems to be able to do anything he wants. Uh, I mean, that is a talented brother, and uh, if the time comes and 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 he's ready, you know. Does he have your stamp of approval? Drake has, more importantly, I think, uh, my household's stamp of approval. I suspect Malia and Sasha would be just fine with it. (laughs) There you go. That's pretty cool. Has Drake responded to this at all? So he first, like, wanted to do this back 10 years ago. In 2010, he said he wanted to play Obama if the film ever came out. The two films have come out and he didn't get the call up. So maybe if there's another Obama Mm. film... Well, has he acted since Degrassi? What's Drake been in since Degrassi? I don't Anyone? know. He hasn't, has he hasn't done anything, has he? I don't know. Just his own video clips. Yeah, exactly. Just sort of playing a baller in the video clips. Yeah. Anyway, article number two, please, Bron. So this headline is Sex Pistol star John Lydon bitten by flea on his penis after befriending squirrels. <laughs> I saw this story and I didn't click on it, but truly... <laughs> Truly one of the greatest headlines of all time. So, John, Sex Pistols star bitten on penis by fleas after befriending <laughs> squirrels. Yeah, that is pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, what that more sounds information like, does that the article That sounds need? like the article. That sounds like the whole article. So he was saying that he doesn't want to blame the squirrels. <laughs> He's now what applying the? Vaseline on the itch- itchiness, but he had opened the door to wildlife that surrounds his home, and he says that he's just spending a lot of money keeping them well fed. Wait, so he's opened it. The squirrel's coming to his house. He started feeding them and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. ever since he started doing that, he's been getting flea bites on his penis. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But he's not blaming is he, them. What, is he befriending <laughs> them nude or something? Like, what? I don't know. He lives in LA. <laughs> Who knows what goes on over there? It's crazy. All right. Well, keep your wild animals out of the house and uh, out of the pants. And uh, number three, please, Bron. So this headline is: I pay my bills with toenail clippings. What oh do you think? What? She I'm, does? I'm, I need to apologise <laughs> for even giving you this segment, Bron. To think that you have to click on that brings tears to my eyes. Honestly. I pay my bills with toenail clippings. Yeah. What do you think she does? <laughs> okay, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Yeah. And I'll admit it. I've had a few fungal infections before. <laughs> okay. Where? So. Where? How? What? 
I got a little chip of wood right into my fingernail at cricket Ugh. training when I fell into the kit bag. And then one of the da- <laughs> then one of the dads, one of the dads had a, some pocket knife scissors um, in his on his keyring, no. and so he cut into my nail and cut it open. Anyway, when it healed. It was fugly. <laughs> and so, like, I for a year I just had this dank-ass fungal nail that I hid. Like, I'd pick up cups with my, my ring finger sort of behind the cup so no one saw my <laughs> dank nail. It, was, it followed me around for years. I was too scared to do anything about it. Anyway, you won't when I believe finally... why Matt O'Kine hides his <laughs> ring finger behind cups. <laughs> and, so, and so when I finally went to the doctor, they were like, yeah, it's a fungal infection. And then they just... Then you then you scrape off the uh. bits of the nail and you put them in the thing. So warning. I'm thinking if they if they if she's she's collecting toenails to do some sort of fungal research, or she's feeding them to chickens. <laughs> do they eat that? I, don't they? Don't they need something to like make the calcium in their eggs? I don't know. Right, Dad feeds chickens c- crab shells. <laughs> Of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this click machine's gone off the rails. <laughs> Let's get it back to weird Barramundi yeah, references. So uh, Ron. she had a high-pressure career. She was earning over six figures originally, and then she was like, the stress is not worth it. Why don't I go around and she's, like, got a pedicure franchise where she just cuts people's toenails for a living. So, like, old people, pregnant people. Oh, so she doesn't oh, sell her toenails. Her toenails? No. I thought it was one of those weird influencer bathwater situations where there's, like, a toenail fetish to people online or something. That's you know, what there I would thought be it was. That little... Mmm, <laughs> that sound. Uh, there's something very satisfying about cutting a toenail. Mmm. Not mm. bad. Bron, thank you very much. I mean, that's oh, a very disappointing a nice finding. Getting a big toe, a nice big toe thicky off in one go with the scissors. Turn him off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's uh. enough from uh, everyone. Let's move on. Thank you very much, though, Brian. We'll catch you later. Thanks. I smell toast. Well, Alex Dyson, big day for the Australian uh, film and TV industry. Uh, the ninth annual Actor Awards. Uh, a lot of them getting announced today in two separate sittings. They've got one for the films. They got one for the TVs. It's all completely uh, different this year. Instead of the big hoo ha, it's a sit down lunch, and only one person per production can go. Um, but it's all still happening in the room, which is very, very exciting. So they're splitting um, up the TV from the film. Yep. Uh, is yeah. that for COVID reasons or because the film uh, don't want to muck around with the peasants in television? <laughs> hey, TV's a big deal these days, man. There's some really great um, stuff being nommed this year. Uh, if you're looking at, say, Best Entertainment Program, uh, Eurovision, Australia Decides is up there, Hard Quiz, Have You Been Paying Attention is up there, Lego Masters Australia, The Voice, uh, the, the Weekly. If you're looking at drama series, we're talking Bloom, Doctor Doctor, Halifax Retribution, The Heights, Mystery Road and what? Wentworth. What's happening in the... The, um, in the comedy category. Well, it's so funny that you asked because there are five shows nominated, At Home, Alone, Together, which is an incredible COVID-driven show done mm. in the midst of a pandemic. Some really great comic, comic actors. Uh, Black Comedy's in there, for, also from ABC. Uh, Rosehaven is up there. ABC. Upright, Tim Minchin's uh, show. And then, uh, oh, and then the other guy, created by Matt O'Kine, on Stan and Hulu, wherever you're watching around the world, 
<laughs> it is also nominated for Best Comedy Series. So it's, it's pretty not, exciting. Why do we not have a bet with one of your nominees? Why don't we have Celia... Picola and Luke McGregor on here. Oh, Should you know why we don't have Celia Picola up here? You're going to go, oh, you're going to come and do Zumba on Sunday. <laughs> she won Dancing with the Stars, mate. Oh, she would school me. She'll come and she out-Zoom your bar me. any day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyways, it's all happening tonight. I'm very, very excited. And I, and I hope all the best to all the other nominees, but I also do hope that I win because I um, love winning awards. Do you still have the same suit you've worn to every formal event for many years? <laughs> Are you wearing that again? I doubt you would have got a new one in the, in the lockdown. My, that, I, hey, I got that one from Thailand. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I had been drinking a lot of uh, singers on that trip. And so it was a little baggy. And uh, I think post-COVID bod, I could probably fit snug right back into that thing. But no, I'm actually, um, I'm actually getting a little hookup with a, with a, with a my stylist mate, Marvin Asifo. Ooh, so uh, there you right. go. He's going to slot me in some nice threads. Why, but Why don't you do what we used to do at the Arias and dress up in a weird costume? Why did you do that? <laughs> Alex Dyson, because this is, my, this, is, this is my industry, man. Okay. And look, this is something that I take very seriously, which is why I want to talk about this because... You know, last week after our, after our show on Friday, sit down, have a pretty pretty big meeting. You know, oh yeah, big big wigs. We're talking, okay. Um, Where did that term come from? Judges, I'm pretty sure. Ah, the big wigs. Yep, horse hair. Yeah, all I know clowns, the ones. All clowns. I can't. <laughs> both have big wigs. Imagine slightly someone, confusing. Someone about outside the office. Someone going in for a job interview is like, okay, you're going to be meeting the big wigs today. Um, so just want you on your best behaviour. You walk in, and there's just some really serious clowns in there. The big okay, wigs. I thought that's just silly. So, anyways, we're, I'm in the meeting, and this is like it's like a nice kind of restauranty thing, um, dining bar, just nice, and we're sort of chatting around. Hope the big along. wigs bought the big checkbook because um, <laughs> I hate going to those. Because you know I like double parking at those <laughs> meetings. <laughs> and um, anyway, the the guy that we're talking to is like, oh, um, just just watch out. There's a cockroach running across the chair behind you. And we're on a bench seating. So me and, and one of the people I'm working with, we sort of just jump forward and a cockroach runs right behind us along the, the, the sort of seat back of this bench. What kind of establishment are they taking I you know, to? I know, it's Some a really nice wigs. place. But New South Wales is out of control, man. I cannot tell you how many cockroaches we, we are finding everywhere. Anyway, the cockroach runs along the bench and into the corner of the room. And we're like, oh, we'll be fine. Let's keep going. So then I'm still talking to this guy and and I notice his eyes are not really on me. Um <laughs> And not in a, you know, like, and so he keeps... And not in a, I want all eyes on me yeah, sort of yeah, well, situation. Yeah, so he's like, he's he keeps looking at, like, up behind me. And then he's like, oh, just letting you know that it's actually crawling up up the wall just above you now. And so me and, me and the m- m- person I'm working with, we sort of stop and look up. We're like, oh, okay. Well, hopefully we'll be okay. It's sort of climbing up onto the roof. And then anyway, I'm halfway Did through. Did tell a waiter or something? Halfway through this, uh, this you know, meeting, having a chat about this particular project, and then suddenly cockroach falls on me. Okay, <laughs> cockroach falls on top of me in a big meeting. Do you know how demoralising it is when you're trying to roll with the big wigs and you've got... <laughs> Got vermin. <laughs> Just <laughs> Sydney's gutter trash falling on you. <laughs> yeah, Do you understand that? I think 
think when it comes, I mean, I'm not, I'm not psychic like you, but when it comes to omens as to how that project will go, <laughs> the fact <laughs> that cockroaches are falling on top of you like some sort of biblical plague. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, of course you can trust me with all your money. <laughs> <laughs> Just cockroaches on my head and shoulders. Uh-oh. Dear, oh dear. So, so I mean, I did want to ask. Okay, I was, I was thinking, I wasn't sure. Two, two things. Yeah. I was, was either going to ask, what's derailed your meeting? Okay. What's derailed I mean, your meeting? Yep. When you look at something like when the bird flies into the classroom. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, people <laughs> just go. are not getting done on that day. <laughs> that no, no, no. Absolutely wild. Right. So I was thinking, what's derailed your meeting, or what's dropped on you? <laughs> Right, so let us know. I'm thinking what's dropped on ya. Yeah, what's, dro- what's dropped on ya as well. <laughs> I, the thing, thing that I thought of was when have you had to calmly inform someone of something so that they don't freak out? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like that. Because I remember uh, doing a Duke of Ed hike at one point and one of the, one of the girls in my heart fell into the bush and she came up and was like, oh, goodness me, you know, my seating and she's starting to chat to us and I have to go, um, oh, so- sorry, just I'll, I'll stop you there. You've... um." <laughs> Got a little leech on your chin? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and she's like, hmm? And this leech is on her chin just going, <laughs> just flapping around off it. Yeah, you've got um got a little leech there. <laughs> so we had to rip that. I one was off. on stage. I was on stage. <laughs> no, you know, I don't even start the story. Go on. No, I will. I will. I was on. Did I tell you I was on stage at the friend in hand a couple of like a few months before all the COVID business? And I'm uh, and I'm halfway through a joke, and I was like, blah blah blah, and then I stopped, and I was like, okay, no, wait, sorry, guys, I think, yep, no, there's a, there's a cockroach on my back, yeah, and it <laughs> and it had crawled up my pants and then up under my shirt, it was on my back, skin to skin, then it crawls up out the no! top of my collar and up onto no! my neck, and I was like, please, can somebody get this cockroach off me? And then Chris Franklin. The uh, the MC. <laughs> Wait, the guy from this song. Yeah, well, he's, he's not just a bloke. He's a cockroach catcher, and he grabbed it off my neck, then pretended to eat it. But I thought he did eat it. And I was like, what? And the whole crowd was like, ah! It was like pandemonium in this gig. And then he then he then he held up his hand, and it was in his hand, and he like laughed. And I'm like, oh man, I fully thought that he. <laughs> Okay. I've done that. Well, this the story's certainly got off the rails, but if you can find some sort of story from your own life amongst it, please get in touch. Matt.and.alex. <laughs> yes, that brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Now, Alex, Dyson, I should ask, I was in the air flying when uh, when you were doing this incredible Zumba workout with our great mates over at Shameless Podcast, Zara and Michelle. So how did it go? Really, really well. They need to work on their uh, elbow thrust, but their frolic was excellent. Cannot fault them for that. It went very well to the Taylor Swift um, song. But we are going to leave you with a little bit of their first choice. If you did hear our interview with them on Friday, um, after originally saying Shake It Off, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Then we got them on air and say, oh, so what sh- song are you going to pick? They changed their minds, or they forgot what they originally suggested, and they went with Justin Bieber's Mistletoe. And I said, great, let's let's do it. Um, we didn't end up doing that. And that's purely... And it's only because uh, Justin Bieber's Mistletoe is terrible. Um, and no, so we're gonna, wait, wait, <laughs> so hold we're gonna leave on. You with it's a just not... Bit- 
It's not booty shaking material, that's what we'll say. No, it is absolutely not. So we're going to leave you with a little bit of it to say sorry for not using this choice for Michelle and Zara. Um, but to thank them once again for uh, for joining us uh, on Zumba. And we'll catch you tomorrow. Uh, have a good one. Bye-bye. Actually, you know what? Nah, we're not going to leave you with that. We're just going to say goodbye. Yep. Nah, that's done. You're a real hater, man. Come on. It's I the mean, Biebs. Yeah. I mean, 400 million views. Uh, he gets the last laugh. <laughs> Let's be honest. And you're just dancing around in your spandex on a Sunday morning. (laughs) And I'm judging him. All right. (laughs) We'll catch you tomorrow. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.